Would you uh, bow your heads in prayer with me, Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you that you protect and nourish your children. Nourish us today by your word, that we might live confident in your care. In your name we pray, amen. The man I was talking to had had some really hard times in his life. Some were not his fault. He had been severely abused as a child. But some also were his fault. He was, when I was talking to him, he was in trouble. And he took me that day to Luther's small catechism to the words that Luther speaks when writes about what that first article of the creed means he said he said pastor says here he defends me against all danger and guards and protects me from all evil he said pastor that's not true i said well, what do you mean he says well it doesn't feel like he's guarding me if god has taken care of me if these words are true why have there been so much hurt so much pain in my life. Either these words are a lie, or I'm just simply someone God doesn't really care about. And I don't know if you've ever struggled with that. I, I think about that when I, when I read Psalm 91. I think about some of the promises here, especially the promise in verse 10. Where he says, if we trust God, he says, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. I read that and I say, really? Because if that's the case, why have bad things happened in my life? It sure feels at times, doesn't it, like maybe this... COVID-19 has come near our tent. If this is true, then, then why is your job in danger? Or why have you lost your job? You know, COVID-19 doesn't discriminate based on whether you're a Christian or not. Both Christians and non-Christians can get it. The coronavirus can kill both believers and non-believers. Every one of us has troubles in our life. Every one of us deals with disappointment. Every one of us experiences at some time or another grief or, or um, betrayal. Divorce can happen in any family. Heart disease, cancer, other ailments can afflict anyone. So is this promise true? Does God really mean this? I mean, the, mean this because the, 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 the topic, the, the title of the sermon is he, you've got, he's got you covered. But if that's true, why is it that bad things happen? Sometimes your fault, sometimes not your fault, but they happen to everyone. Well, folks, you need to hear this. 
God does not promise us a life without trouble. In fact, Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 16, verse 33, he said, In the world you will have tribulation. Or think about the words of God in Isaiah 43. He says, when you pass through the water, listen to him carefully. These are comforting words, but I want you to hear it. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Now, I want you to notice it doesn't say, if you pass through the waters. It doesn't say, if you walk through the fires. It says, when. Every one of us walks through the fires of life. Or, or listen to the words of our Lord in, in Matthew chapter 7 at the end of the Sermon on the Mount. It says, Jesus said, everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Did you notice, folks, that it doesn't matter whether it's the house on the rock or the house on the sand, both houses go through the storm. Difficult times are a part of living in a sinful world. And like I said, sometimes they're our fault, sometimes they're not our fault, but they're part of life in a sinful world. See, what God is promising is the only way to weather those storms eternally is with him. Let's go back through those passages we've been looking at. Everyone who hears these words of mine, right? Look what it says. When the, he says, when the, when the rain came, go back a passage here. When the rains, right? When the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house, it didn't fall. Why? Because it had been founded on the rock. God invites us. That's what makes the difference. God invites us to build our lives on the foundation of the rock. Or look at this passage again from Isaiah. What does it say? When you pass through the rivers, when you walk through the fire, you're not going to be burned. Why? Because I will be with you. I have... I have all sorts of people who repeat to me the very things we heard in that song in the middle of our readings today. Where would I be now if you left me? People say to me, Pastor, I don't know how anybody survives a difficult, hard time in life apart from faith in God. What would I do without him? You know, I, I only quoted a little bit of, right, of 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 John 16. I want you to hear the whole verse from John chapter 16. I have said these things to you, this is Jesus speaking, that in me you may have peace. In the world, that's the part I quoted, in the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. 
See, I know that grief, sickness, loss of a job, this pandemic, being isolated at home is hard, especially for you who are going through economic difficulty, especially for you who are isolated and don't have anybody in your home with you. This is a lonely time. But what has God promised? What has Jesus said? He said, I will never leave you. He said, I'll be with you. I have overcome. This is Good Shepherd Sunday. It's one of my favorite Sundays of the year. And I just love the 10th chapter of the Gospel of John. And I especially love this verse, verse um, 28. And these words where Jesus says, no one can snatch them. No one can snatch you out of my hand. He's got you covered. Now, in, in Psalm 91, God uses some very vivid pictures to show us what that means, that he's got us covered. And the first picture shows us that God defends you. And, and I love these words here in Psalm 91, right? It says, He says, uh, he will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. And, you know, a pinion, that's the extended part of a bird's wings. The part, and you see it in the picture there, the part that the bird uses to gather around and protect its young. Well, I found a story, and I want to read that story to you. It's a true story. It's in National Geographic in, I believe, 1998. I just love this story. It says, After a forest fire in Yellowstone National Park, forest rangers began to assess the damage. And one ranger found a bird, literally petrified in ashes, perched on the ground at the base of a tree. When he knocked over the bird with a stick, three tiny chicks scurried out from under their dead mother's wings. The loving mother, aware of the impending disaster, had carried her offspring to the base of the tree and had gathered them under her wings. She could have flown away, saved herself, but she refused to abandon her babies. When the blaze arrived and the heat had singed her small body, the mother remained steadfast. And because she had been willing To die, those under her small body, under her wings, would live. Isn't that exactly the picture that the psalmist gives us? Isn't that exactly what God himself has done in sending Jesus? Isn't that exactly what has happened? But Jesus has come into this world and lived the life we failed to live. He ran towards the fire. More than that, he ran into the fire and he gave his life for the sins of the world. He gave his life for your sins and mine on the cross and he rose again that we could be protected from the ravages of sin in this world, from the ravages of sin and death and have life. He We find refuge under God's wings. Well, you know the second thing that that God does? God has equipped you 
to go on the offense in your daily battle. There's a last part of verse 4. It says, His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. Now, a buckler is a, and you see it in the picture there, a buckler is a, a specific kind of shield. It's a round shield. It's small. It's sometimes held in the fist or sometimes they would, they would hold it on their, their forearms. It's not the big shield that they would carry into battle. It was really more like, a, a, like today somebody might carry a concealed weapon or somebody might have mace with them in case they were attacked one-on-one. It was a one-on-one weapon and the way it would work is they would use the shield to, to ward off the blows of somebody attacking them and create an opening where they could attack back at the attacker. Well, look at what the psalmist says, God's faithfulness. The fact that he keeps his word, keeps his promise, his truthfulness. Some, of the, some translations will translate it as truthfulness the, is our buckler. It's how he protects us. God's, remember we we talked last week about how the devil is a liar and the father of lies. Well, what's the best way to attack a lie? With the truth. That's what Jesus did. When he was tempted in in Matthew 4 and and the the devil came to him after Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. That means he didn't eat anything for 40 days and 40 nights. And he was hungry, the Bible says, and the, and the devil tried to use that to get him to feel sorry for himself. And what kind of a father do you have? He's, how is he taking care of him? You're the son of God. And if you are, why don't, why don't you tell these stones to become bread? Well, Jesus countered with the buckler of God's word. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. God's truth, his word is your buckler. You know, you hear me all the time urging you to be in the study of scripture, to be in God's word. You know, a soldier getting ready for battle, trains and trains and trains and how to use their weapons so that when the battle comes, they're ready. And so it is that God wants us to be in his word, to train in his word, to be familiar with his word so that this can be a buckler to defend us against the enemy's attacks of discouragement and self-pity or any temptation that he might throw in our way, a buckler to ward off those attacks and to strike back at the enemy. Now, what is the implication of all that, of God's care and protection? Well, the psalmist spells that out in verses 5 and 6. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. God is inviting us here to be like little children. And by that I mean the, the smallest of children. You know, little children, they don't worry. They go to bed at night, they don't lay there worrying about how the bills are going to get paid. They don't lay there worrying about, will dad have a job tomorrow? Little children don't lay awake at night wondering, is that pain in my 
chest an impending heart attack. They don't think, the littlest ones, they don't think a lot about um, COVID-19 or the economy and all of that. They don't worry that the pain in their leg is, is maybe a tumor or something or a blood clot. Little children just lay down and go to sleep. For them, the world is safe and secure because they know they have confidence that somebody bigger and stronger is watching over them. Somebody who knows what to do, how to protect them. That as they sleep, their parents are making sure the doors are locked and the windows shut. Their parents are able to ward off any intruder or any monster that might come in the night. They sleep secure that their parents are guarding them, watching them, keeping them. Folks, that's you and me. That's what the psalmist is telling us. We live our lives knowing that God loves us and that no matter what's happening, He's standing guard. He's watching. He's keeping us. That with his pinions, with his shield and buckler, he's got you covered. He's got me covered. Amen? Amen.